Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. And we have a guest with us. I'm Justin Costa. <laughs> Round number two for me. Yeah, I know. This will be your second uh, second time on the show. Yeah, you filled in for me when I was on maternity leave. Yeah, I was never asked to come back. Then, well, <laughs> here you are. You just, ha- you just happen to be hanging out with us here at InsureTech Connect so for episode two of the InsureTech Connect files, I guess it would be called. But uh, it's been an interesting show so far. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it, it, it's been a great show. Very nice beer. Uh, it's been a great show. Um, uh, the, the, the growth of it has been incredible over the last three years. Uh, just uh, multiple uh, figures in growth, uh, double-digit growth uh, year over year, it looks like. I We're, think they're up around, what, six, 7,000 people this year? Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what we heard and estimated. So what, what's been your take versus previous years? What do you, what do you like? What don't, what don't you like? Why are you here? I think there's um, more insurance companies that I didn't expect to be here uh, that has suddenly shown up. And I think it's, uh, it's gotten a lot of eyebrows raised of, okay, what's going on over there? We need to figure this out. Uh, are, we, are we missing something? Uh, is there something about to happen in the industry that we don't realize? Uh, and that's why you're seeing um, companies show up, uh, even just uh, companies that are based in Texas where we are and uh, even elsewhere that I was surprised to see here this year. So um, we did have a, a question for you before we actually get started. Here we go. Do you, uh, do, do you miss UNLV <laughs> whenever they were? <laughs> I do. The running rebels of UNLV, the Jerry Tarkanias teams were great. They were fun to watch. They were really good. And I've been being mocked this entire week for commenting on that. <laughs> I mean, it's been the, 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 the running rebels is, has become a running joke. It, it is. is. I mean, the, the, only thing that, uh, the only thing that's made fun of less than that is uh, your glasses at the tip of your nose. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> I'm showing my age in a big way, so I can't see anything. I wouldn't be able to see the mic. I'd be doing, you know, banging into it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, with me, I've got, a, I've got a bird beak, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I have to care, care for where the, uh, the beak swings and hits the mic all the time. <laughs> yes, that is a glorious two-car garage. <laughs> Hashtag things Justin says. <laughs> exactly. By the way, if you if you ever follow uh, Becky and I, you'll occasionally see uh, stuff Justin says or things Justin says. I don't remember which one it is. Well, one of them. And the the reality is is half of them I can't even put out there because I <laughs> it would be a problem. It'd be a problem for my. <laughs> See, he just did one under the table. <laughs> he threw one our, our way. And, yeah. But uh, yeah. No, so you you were talking about how the the show has grown. Mm-hmm. How else do you see it evolving <clears throat> from your perspective? Well, I, I, I look at it. I, I attend the auto insurance report, um, and it, it it's a, it's a, got a lot of uh, flavor from that. Of it's grown into um, sidebar meetings that are happening all over the hotel, all over the heck the casinos. They're everywhere. You know, the bars and so on and so forth, they're everywhere. But um, you see a lot of that now uh, that's evolved from it. And uh, it it will lay competition for uh, people meeting in cool destinations like Las Vegas for this in lieu of possibly even doing other shows. Um, It actually may have an impact on some of the smaller conventions that you see going around, even something maybe like the PIA or the Big Eye. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah you, you, you dropped the hammer on that one. I did. I did. It may be impactful. we got to watch what happens because there's a lot getting done here at these shows. Yeah, and you know that's that's kind of one of the points that I always bring up is that not not on this show because we talk about random crap all the time. But um, one of the things that I, I bring up to all people all the time is that insurance is a social business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about networking, and I'm talking from the top down. It's who you know, and this this is with the vendors, the carriers, the agencies, all of us. It's you know the. It, agencies and meeting their prospects and referrals and all that that's building socializing and this is a really great event to actually socialize Mm -hmm. and it's not about going to the bar and having you know a drink very nice um you know it's it it is insurance happy hour by the way so you're supposed to be drinking yeah Yeah. but this is a podcast i guess is like on the cheap it's self-serve or something what's going on (laughs) (laughs) well would you like a beer we got one. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. No longer self-serve. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Make sure you, you crest it by the mic there. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, little bit of advertising, right? That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I couldn't get natural light, so we didn't have natty light for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, and I say it's at Boone's Farm or you know exactly. it's Strawberry Hill, Cold Duck. <laughs> so did uh, we talked about this in the last episode? Did you see Becky's uh, bottle of Jack Daniels was stolen? Was it stolen or was it smashed? Which what did it we come not, on? It was not smashed from everything that I know. Interesting. Yeah, we've got a thief. We, <laughs> we need to, we need to dust for prints. Exactly. We're Sherlock Holmes in the case of right. missing Jack Daniels. Well, at least my Canadian whiskey's still there. Yeah, and the scotch. I know. Yeah, the good is. stuff got left. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> no. So uh, have you have you met up with a couple people that you haven't seen in a while at the show? Um. Yes. Yes, I have. I've met up with a few people that uh, I hadn't seen in a while. It was. Um, uh, uh, not bubbly, but uh, and warm. But it was. Uh, it went well. Yeah. It, uh, it was. I was happy to to see them. Well, and, uh, it was. Uh, we we got some good conversation. I uh, I met up with uh, you know when we're on our way up here to do this episode. I was I ran into my arch nemesis, piano man. Oh no! Oh, yeah, we, he we, stole your show. He he, he stole it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still Wait. I'm still smarting on this one, yeah. but I'm, I'm good. I'm I you know. I did a magic trick. Yep. A went, solid magic you trick. You went David Copperfield yeah, on everybody. Solid. <laughs> and and then he went Mozart on your ass. Oh, he, it was he all destroyed over. destroyed me. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm outside and I'm like going, you know, when when did Billy Joel get here? And yeah. he's a singer, songwriter, composer. He did it all. And, you know, he walks up, yeah, this is a song I wrote when I was eight years old. And, uh, you know, or whatever he said. And then he proceeded to, you know, bang it out like he was at Pete's Dueling Pianos. I mean, he mm-hmm. he was nailing it, and and so yeah, he, he he beat me. Yeah, it was classic. It was classic piano, and it was uh, it was quite good. Well, Laird doesn't like to have his thunder stolen. Oh yeah, it's thunder went away in a hurry. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you right With now, friends the, the, like this. I'll tell you right now, though, when he did the trick, I thought he was going to do a different magic trick, and when he 
went ahead and and started the trick i was i went into a panic i started sweating going i don't know this trick i don't even know if this is going to go over is this actually going to work and it did and it worked really well and uh the crowd was uh pleasantly surprised and And I, I even was, tied I was it to insurance. I even tied it to insurance. I was talking about how risk and people lie and you know all this type of stuff. I I did it. That's, that's a good point. Mozart did not. Yeah, he did I, not tie it all into insurance. Yeah, I mean Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this was at the IJ Super Regional, right? Yeah, correct. Yes, the Super Regional, right? Right. Yeah. It was Todd. Todd was terrific, and uh, we we should see Todd later. In fact, yeah. I think he saw you recently, and he said he'd be up. Uh, yeah, he, he said he would he would come up, but that's I, I told Larry we need to find a piano. Yeah, we we've got to bring a piano in because you know that'd be awesome. I got a deck of cards. We could try it again. Face off. <laughs> yeah, and I'll lose again. Be awesome to get one of those play okay. school pianos. Yeah, bang away on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so y'all y'all go to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, Larry, be a little bit less so than you you used to, but you you guys go to a lot of shows. What what do you think it is about this particular one that works so well, where they have got 6,000 people here this year? Uh, I think it's the unknown. There's a lot of unknown elements. Um, a lot of the other shows, like I said, I'm not knocking on PIA or BGI, but what I, my point is is that they've, in a lot of cases, it's redundancy. It, they've kind of run their course. You know what you're getting every time you go there, and it's typically CE. That's what you're getting. You might have a speaker here and there that... May wild the crowd for the year. But um, consistently, it's the same thing over and over again. And people are now looking for what's new, what's on the horizon, what's next. Uh, you, you hear that kind of that line every once in a while. What's next? What's next? You know, And uh, so that's what I think this brings a new vibe to the entire insurance community. It's in a great location to go to, a, 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 a place people want to, wants to, want to be, to go uh, to uh, – uh, events like this, um, you're not stuck just in a convention. You can actually go out and do something. You can go see a show. You can do whatever. Um, and you know, and heck, if hockey season was in full swing, you can go down and see a game, and eventually maybe the Raiders. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that'll come of all this. That isn't just stuck in a rut of insurance, and that's where things got for a while with PIA. Uh, even the local chapters of different things like AIAT and Texas which uh, went by the wayside because of that same thing. You, you just, you, if an agent doesn't have a drive for something they want, that they need, uh, for a long time in Texas it was for the um, uh, reporting insurance into the Bureau and creating that Bureau inside Texas. Um, and uh, for a long time that was the driving force that got people there, got people involved, got people uh, working with the lobbyists to get it accomplished. Once that dried up and went away, there was no cause driving them anymore. Well, now the cause now is information. They want to know how do I survive long term as an insurance agent. And it's being supplied more so in shows like this than other shows of just the state chapters of the legacy shows. Yeah, and one of the things that I think that the industry really needs is I think we need to start really finding some really good talent. In, um, in the speaking and what they're doing, it's really, I see a lot of shows where they bring in the insurance commissioner to drone on or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a leader of an insurance company to drone on about what they're doing in the market. And, you know, I, I really think that agents are starved for real information. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that they're missing is not how to be an insurance agent, but how to be a business owner. 
And, you know, really, you know, that's one of the, the cool things that, uh, you know, back on the Trusted Choices Elevate show that was really good is that they, they did a lot of work on really trying to push the sales, the marketing, to be a better salesperson and a better marketer. Mm-hmm. Not how to be a better agent, not how to be another, uh, a better producer or better claims, not CE courses, not ethics. You know, mm-hmm. God, God forbid. I mean, you know, why do you have to do an ethics class all the time, you know? It's, I get it. I know why, Mm -hmm. but you know, whenever you're sitting there, that's people need to insurance agents. If they knew how to run a business would be better. And for the love of God, at the end of it all, when you're done talking to them, please don't sell them something. Oh, well, Ginsu knives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You get Cutco knives for showing up. It's just, you know, don't sell them something at the end. I mean, everybody's got something to offer. They know what you have to offer. At the end of the day, if you're really here to advise and give better counsel to the survival of the independent agents, uh, do so. I, there's a lot of people at, at a show like this that want to see the end or think they've solved the end of how to bring about the end of the independent agent, and it ain't even close. Yeah, They're not there. They think they are, but there's so many things that they've, uh, they've left out of the equation to figure out how that exactly will, will occur. And, of course, ITC's goal is to – our reason for being here is to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the technology world of insurance. And how do we ensure that the independent agents and our carriers we represent with them mutually stay ahead of the curve and stay um, relevant at all times and successful? Shameless plug. That was awesome. <laughs> I pigged out there like you can't imagine. <laughs> you knocked that one out of the park. But, no, that's, that's why I always liked our, our particular mission at ITC because I feel like there, there was this need in the industry for, for someone to, to do what Larry does, to do what you do, where you're, to do what I do, where we're going and talking at shows and meeting with people and saying these are the things you need to be doing, this is what you need to be paying attention, with no other agenda but to help them. Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation with agents. Right. Not at, not, you know, for. It's a conversation with. Because, I, you know, everybody will joke that, you know, I'm, I, I never want to be wrong. But a lot of times I do want to be wrong. Everybody needs to be wrong every once in a while. And... If, you know, some trend that I'm like, oh, everybody's got to watch out for this. It's going to be a bad, it's a bad thing. We're going to watch out. And it doesn't happen. That's good. I'd rather be wrong in that regard. And so, you know, we, we all need to sit there and learn and, and make mistakes and be wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. I usually have the rule of like, if you don't, if you don't know if you're right, you don't answer. (laughs) You just keep your mouth shut. Speaking of wrong, look at Brian at auto insurance report. He goes over all the things he missed the year before, which is like at least half. And you know it, but that's okay. Yeah. Because some of the trends he talks about are things that, Oh boy, I hope that doesn't happen. And when it doesn't, you're like, Oh, thank goodness. You know? And, and Brian's just rolling right along saying, okay, here's my next, uh, a group of things that I, I'm predicting, and uh, and some of them are true, mm-hmm. and he's close on some, off pretty good on others, but you know, and he and he hits bullseye on a few things, so, and and so and some of the things he misses, you're you're glad. It's very similar to what you just described. Yeah. So do you uh, when you're out here in Vegas, are you, are you much of a Vegas person? You you take in the shows, you do gambling. What what is your what is your vice when you come out here? No, I'm more of a cynic. 
I just stand around <laughs> looking at people with fingers of accusation. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm not a Vegas person. I enjoy the desert. I like. I, I, I would enjoy more, um, much more, if my wife was with me and that I was able to, uh, you know, maybe let her do a spa. I'd go golfing. I'm more into that. And, and I don't mind going to, like, a, a table. Like, I love watching craps. But I have no idea what I do, what I'm doing there. I just, I, I need somebody coaching me. In fact, you've gave me some great pointers along the way. Otherwise, I'm not going to the table and playing unless you, you're there or somebody else is there. And, uh, but blackjack I have fun with. That's, that's a little fun, but it's just a little play money. I won't go big or anything like that. So if I walk away with five bucks plus, great. I'm getting myself a Pop-Tart. You know, it just, I mean, that's all I've gotten out of the whole thing. So... Uh. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's your five. I'm buying a pop tart. So, so Becky, you you uh, you were talking earlier that uh, you're not much of a gambler. No, I don't like gambling. Is, is what what is the the aspect of it? If you don't mind sharing. Well, it's the risk. Oh, so you're you're low risk taker, huh? Not that I'm a low risk taker, but I'm also very frugal. Ah, that's what it really is. Yeah. It's 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 not about the risk. It's about the risk of losing money. Well, it's a risk. <laughs> right? I, I just look at it as play money. I just sit there and say, okay, if I go play golf, I'm going to pay whatever, $100, $150 for a good round, and, and sometimes more if you're in a very nice uh, course. And uh, so you look at that and say, well, he gave that away. So here, I'm just like, I want to go play. So I'm going to go play blackjack, and I'm going to go there with 100 bucks, and it's play money. And if I lose it all, well, I was just like playing golf. I spent an hour or two playing, and that was it. Lost it all. Or maybe I walked away with 105. See, I'd rather take the money and go buy a pair of shoes. Oh, that's outstanding investment. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I mean, that's what I would rather do with my money. There you go. It's value. Yeah. It's what do you perceive as value for that $100 is, you know, a great set of pumps would be great for you and you're happy about it. Exactly. So if you had to play a game, what would it be? I enjoy playing craps at, like, casino nights at... It shows when it's funny money, right? Because I'm not playing with real money. I lost that white one dollar bill. <laughs> Monopoly. I mean, uh, speaking of Monopoly, have you seen like the later Monopoly sets? They don't have. They use credit cards, and they get you know you got a credit card instead of cash. Really? Oh yeah. It's, I have not seen that. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. So, you know, now we're now we're getting to the point where you know cash is gone, and it's it'll be thumbprints and. People will be stealing thumbs and cashing out your bank account. It'll be a uh, chip in your wrist. Oh, heck no. Watch. Oh, no, I know that people are, are body hacking all left and right. Okay, speaking of body hacking, have you heard of body hacking, Justin? Uh, in what sense? Well, <laughs> not the sense you're thinking. Uh, you're sick. Sick man. Um, <clears throat> no, it, what it is is they 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 put technology in their body, so they'll put RFIDs and right. they, they can unlock their they yeah. program and they right. can unlock their doors uh, in hotel keys. They put magnets in their fingertips so that they can pick stuff up. Oh, um, that's bizarre! With like keys and stuff <clears throat> like that. I mean, it's a it's it's really odd. I mean, but I mean, it's no different than I guess a tattoo, and it's less permanent. You can take it out. But, I mean, it can be used for very nefarious reasons. Like, you know, you're just walking around, that RFID tag is being picked up, picked up, picked up. 
And you know, I, right, I, people sitting there with scanners as you're walking on by them, and they're oh, you do your your yeah. phone's got an RFID. Right, uh, right, I mean, that's right. whenever you pay at the register right. with you know whatever Apple or whatever your drug of choice is. But I've seen it where people have actually walked up behind other people with their wallets in their back pocket and just put the phone right up by mm-hmm. them, got what they want. Really? Were they scanning RFID? Or are they taking a <laughs> <laughs> taking an upskirt? No, it was just a, I, I saw I saw a video of it, and the, it was a dude wearing jeans and he has his uh, wallet in his back pocket, and the other dude walked up from behind him, and it just went right by his back pocket with his phone, and know what he wanted, walked away. Wow. It's interesting. It's a it's a different world, that's for sure. That's- so, Justin, you've got kids, yeah. and uh, whenever you're uh, talking. You know, insurance, and there's a lot of that at this show talking about the future of insurance and whenever it comes to autonomous vehicles, connected vehicles, everything that you know everybody is worried about, and that's why there's a lot of concern in the insurance industry. I don't think there's much of a concern at this show about the future, but what do you kind of see the future of insurance when it comes to your kids driving, you know, 2030, 2035 as they grow up? All right, so th- that you're, that's you're on a track of what is that? Seventeen years, you basically track it out to be average car we think is on the road. Fifteen at, years, fifteen is yeah. it? Fifteen, yeah. about fifteen years old. Uh, that means I've contributed well to that age of that car. Um, so it's, I think there's two, still too many obstacles in the way to believe it's going to be full blown in that direction. Now think about it. Uh, <clears throat> my children will be in their 20s and 30s at that point. Um, they'll be car buyers. Uh, they'll be purchasing their own vehicles. But will they be purchasing vehicles that are full autonomy, autonomous vehicles and uh, that are able to just, you're jumping in, taking off, driving on the road, dropping off at work and go and find its own parking space? I don't know if it's going to get to that point that fast, but we got to figure it'll be in that direction. It'll be leaning towards that moving uh, in that direction uh, to see that happens. Do I think it'll be – and you know what? At the end of the day, I enjoy driving myself personally. Will they be that way? I don't know. You know, my oldest son, he didn't particularly have a passion to want to drive. It took him forever. He was 19 before he got a license. And uh, I got another 16-year-old, and he hasn't even gotten his permit yet. So I, he's talked to me about it, but I haven't pushed it. I don't push my kids to get behind of a – two-ton missile and take it down the road as a teenager with uh, his headphones on and not paying attention. You totally think like an agent. You know that, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm a hypocrite. I will be the first to admit it. I am, uh, you know, from when I was a kid to where I am now, I just feel like we were brilliant as kids. These guys are idiots. So it's just, it may get so much to learn and it's not true. You know, they're, they're just as, they're actually smarter than we were. How often uh, are you, are you on your lawn saying, t- telling kids to get off your lawn? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, Becky, Becky earlier called me enough. grumpy. Yeah. I, I'm not grumpy. <laughs> You're grumpy. Not anymore. So. No, no. I'm, I'm happier. I, I'm happy. I happy, said happy, one happy. thing, but I righted it by just telling the truth that the kids today are incredibly informed, incredibly smart. And we all know it's because of the internet um, in, in that they've got – they've virtually got with their with the – iPhones or whatever they've got, <laughs> they're holding. They've the, got them iPads <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the foosballs and, and all that. They're, they're basically walking around with the, the best encyclopedia in their hands you could ever imagine. And uh, they've got access to everything they want. So um, it's pretty amazing uh, where, you know, if we want to get anything accomplished, you head to the library. 
Larry, you struggled with that one, didn't you? I, I, I don't know what a library is. <laughs> Never been to that. It's a place with a lot of books. Books? Yes. You know, oh, the paper put together with lots of words. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still saying that books are dead. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, because now we've hit this renaissance period, right, where books are now – you don't buy paperbacks. Now it's all about the hardcover books and, you know, the special binding and the special – oh, this has got a special dust cover and all that. It's become, you know, like vinyl at this point where vinyl is just some kitschy thing that everybody wants to, you know, say, oh, I'm listen to vinyl. You know what? Listen to vinyl records sucks. I mean, if you want clear fidelity, a good – MP3, not even an MP3, maybe like an AAC or something that has, you know, total lossless compression. And, you know, these things are huge files, and you're going to hear every note and tone and all that. There's so little information and fidelity that comes across whenever you're, you've got one little groove and it's analog sound. Sure, there's warmth and all that, but I didn't grow up with warmth. I, I had an old techniques like, you know uh, – Round table, tabletop thing. Turn table. Turn table. Yeah, nice. Good, good. Thank you. Got two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> and the fact that he doesn't know that song is, is, is pretty much on point of what we're talking about. It's here. all pops and buzzes to me. Yeah. <laughs> beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. But, um, you know, I didn't have the ones that have like, um, you know, vacuum tubes and had all this, this, real deep sound and all that i'm like then if you want to listen to music listen to music with really good headphones high fidelity you know great headphones that sit there and give you every note and nuance that the artist wanted to be there and you know so vinyl sucks sorry and i don't listen to vinyl. and then books books i think are on the same path i think that people are no because you can carry it 10,000 books in, in a thing that weighs less than your iPhone, and it has a better screen. It does, it's waterproof. It has all that. It, but no, but you don't like hard, you know, do you, do you like hardcover? You like softcover? I read both. Okay. You know what's great? Whenever you get from now on going forward in the world, whenever there's a crazy political regime change, there's no more book burning going on. You can't burn them because everything's on the internet now. What are you going to do, burn the internet? I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's going away. All right, well, well, no, you don't burn the internet. You censor the internet. Yeah. It's even worse. Uh, no, so, uh, but you can't get rid of it. It's just stopping. You're just blocking uh, well, it, but, but it's still there. Well, Once I you mean, burn the books, they're gone. Well, you know, there, there was a – we'll get back to this book topic on another <laughs> show, by the way. I'm not done with this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. Um, we're we're going to have an actual argument. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> we're well, going to disagree for once. Well, or, or disagree in reality because we've disagreed on this show before, but it was I was the foil, and then everybody's like – Oh, Laird's an idiot. And yeah, he's just like, Becky's so say, smart. They didn't say you were an idiot. Becky's so smart. Uh, by the way, got a question for you, Justin. What? Can a person be a brand? Yes. Give us examples. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> well, it, it's they are a brand as long as they resist, uh, exist. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I think... Um, uh, I think Tiger Woods all but became the brand face of golf. I mean, as they say, he w- he didn't move the needle. He was the needle. I mean, he completely changes the entire complexity of a golf tournament, the, f- the, f- the, fo- the following of it. People f- pay much more attention when he's involved. Uh, let me think. 
who bailed out of making golf equipment when Tiger's game went south and he stepped out for a while? Nike. It made them. Nike was not in golf before Tiger was. Tiger went into golf. Nike went into golf. Tiger stepped out of golf for a while. Nike, the brand, had to leave golf. Didn't have to, but they did. They bowed out because it was killing them. It was just wasn't the same. So who was the brand really there? Tiger Nike. Woods or no. Nike was the brand. Nike's the brand. Okay. No, you can't. A person cannot be a brand because mm-hmm. I cannot purchase a person. I cannot own a person. I can own a brand. I can trademark a brand. I you're can't not buying trademark. Nike. You're buying what Nike makes. I can makes. buy stock in Nike and become an owner of Nike. Yes, I can. I can't buy stock in Tiger Woods. But how does Nike's stock become attractive, Tiger Woods? I'm not saying he doesn't have influence. He absolutely, as a person, as a public figure, has influence on the on the success of a brand. But he is not a brand. TB12. Oh dear! There God. we go, <laughs> Tommy boy. <laughs> And I'm not talking about Chris Farley. <laughs> so, so if if you don't remember from the previous episode that Justin joined us on, joined he, you. He, he's he's a massive Patriots fan. Uh, he's being from Boston and the Northeast. By the way, how many cars and and you know all pack and you know uh, he goes to lunch in the middle of the desert. Yeah, could I have a nice warm bowl of clam chowder? <laughs> <laughs> And so, but I had to check uh, yeah. what kind of clam chowder. Yeah, red or red or white. Yeah, but Manhattan, or is it? And they called it Fall River, which is a town in south, uh, southern Massachusetts, right on the Rhode Island border. And, uh, so I was kind of like Fall River. What, what kind of chowder is that? Well, but so, back back to the whole brand thing. I'm not quite sure who won that round, but I mean TB12. Uh, oh, that slammed the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm mi- hanging from the rim right now. I slam dunked it. <laughs> <laughs> these these mics are expensive. Please do not mic drop these. <laughs> so yeah. About, okay. As we as we digress, we should probably like you know. Splice this episode and actually have it in order of what we talked about because we're all over the place. We're drunk on Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve. I mean, we're going to hit something here if we're not careful. But uh, back to the internet about censorship of the internet. You mm-hmm. hear about how um, China, uh, you, you know, there, there's, there's predictions, but like 2025, there's going to be <clears throat> two internets China and the rest of the world that they're going to control enough of their sphere. And have enough content and have everything where they actually have their own internet and they're almost isolated. So there's two internets. Right I now. think North Korea will have one too. It'll be a big bullhorn. <laughs> Whatever they feel like telling them. <laughs> there's your internet for North Korea. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. That's fantastic, Justin. You can't script that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that this podcast has ever been scripted. Ever. No, it hasn't been, but you can't script that. It's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth coming to you from Justin Costa. You know what really grinds my gears? (laughs) North Korea. (laughs) And their censorship. You you know, we've been pretty good on this podcast of like staying away from politics and religion and all that. I think one day it will will veer, but I think think it will be like... There is a topic I want to do. Uh, oh yes, I, I do know the topic, and I, I'm I'm a little worried about that topic. And you know what we need to do is we need to ask ask our listeners: Should we actually tackle a pretty controversial topic? 
And so, you know, whenever... If so, you probably need to have me there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think that just would be... Did I use the word need? (laughs) (laughs) You would would contribute to the problem. (laughs) So, um, boy, would I make it controversial. But, you know, whenever whenever you're you're reaching out and, you know, leaving a comment on our our blog, or not a blog, but what our website, whatever it is. InsuranceHappyHour.com. Yeah, you should go to InsuranceHappyHour.com, and on this episode, you should comment or tweet, whichever you want to do, if uh, we should tackle some more uh, controversial topics. And, uh, you know, but I think it will cease being insurance happy hour at that point. And it'd be like insurance afterglow party, uh, you know, nighttime uh, DJ uh, mashup mix a lot. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going to end up there. Oh, I didn't either. I just started throwing out words. Like I was pulling up, you know, I was pulled up the thesaurus on my, my phone. I was like, I was going to go deep in this one, but it didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, let us know. So, Justin, any last thoughts on your time here at Insure Tech Connect, otherwise known as ITC? No, I'm going to get uh, as many uh, quick uh, chats in tonight as people start arriving at our suite. It's um, this, uh, truthfully, what we do here, the setup we have is brilliant. Kudos to Laird on that because we get a lot of um, uh, time with individuals that want to come by in a relaxed social atmosphere um, and discuss, um, you know, goals that they have, goals that we might have in common and uh, stuff we can do together. Uh, and and it's, it's a very exciting opportunity year over year. So, Great. Awesome. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you joining us today. You're and, uh, very welcome. You, it was impromptu. We were like, hey, Justin, come over here. we gotta, we got to record an episode. He yeah. was hanging out in the suite, and we didn't give him a choice. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, you're going to do this. Don't forget to subscribe if you have not already. Uh, you will find us on iTunes. Becky, it sounds like you were just laughing. Why were you just laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no comments. All right, then. All right. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yes, Google Play, mm-hmm. Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. Yep. What about the hashtag? Do we have a hashtag? We have a hashtag. Insurance happy hour. Did you remember that day that I, that our hashtag was trending and it wasn't? There's something wrong with the in, the uh, Twitter app and it said that it was. I even had a screenshot that said it was trending and I'm like, what? Like the, the, I looked and there was nobody using it. Yeah, they're, they're hacked 11, by North Korea. No, it's 11 people. There are 11 people to listen to this. I mean, that's why we can say whatever we want because no one's listening. That's what I'm told. 11 people. 11 people. That's all. We had, we, we had the number 11 kicked off last week, so we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you're uh, on Twitter, um, Becky is Becky L. Schroeder, and I am L. Ricksford. And Justin is an old curmudgeon and does not have Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But I don't you, tweet. Yeah, you <laughs> but don't. you can find what his comments are with the hashtag things Justin says. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, it's been fun. And uh, as always, thanks for listening.
thanks for inviting me. The brand, Justin Costa. <laughs> Trademark, 2008. That's right. I went and buy an investment in Justin Costa. Two fifty in a cheeseburger. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget the apple pie. <laughs> Always pie. That's right. Pie. Pie. I couldn't. I couldn't. He <laughs> said that and I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, the second I... still fucking recording. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> what? Something funnier. 